Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hi. Hi. Um, happy Sunday. Happy Sunday. I'm kind of sad it's Sunday. In Ireland, we called it the Sunday blues because it was always like, oh, the weekend's ending. You wake up on Sunday and it's like, time is ticking. Did you have weekends off in Ireland? Yeah, which was great. Did a lot of exploring and driving the car around to on beautiful the, places. On the wrong side of the street. Yes, except there it was the right side, was but it, it was weird? the left side. <laughs> <laughs> was it weird? Um, actually, your brain switches over pretty fast. That was fairly easy, but the crazier part was how narrow the roads were because that could get terrifying and also if you're driving at night anywhere that's not directly in a town or on a, a motorway there's no light so it's just your headlights and like often water did you ever get um stopped by a flock of sheep once my friend and I were going on a hike and we got stopped by a herd of cows there's a pretty incredible photo from it just of one cow I mean they're all turned around staring at us is it a flock of sheep yeah is it a herd of sheep a flock of sheep and a herd of cows. Did I say flock of cows? No, I said flock of sheep. You're right. We're both right. But I feel like, isn't it a herd of sheep? No, it's a isn't flock. isn't it a sheep? Shepherd and his flock. Okay, great. You're welcome. Well, because in the feature film, Three Men and a Little Lady, they also get stopped by, I think, cows on the way to crash the wedding. My sister uh, starred in that film. <laughs> uh-huh. I've never seen it. We'll watch it. Excellent. Um, she's very sweet in it. That's amazing. She was six. That's even more amazing. Yeah. Six-year-old preserved forever. For literally ever. It's like a home video with Tom Selleck and Ted Danson. <laughs> not to like shade Steve Gutenberg, but you know, he's not as famous. I got to be honest. I have absolutely no idea who that is. Did you ever see It Takes Two, the Parent Trap movie with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen? Yes. The dad is Steve Gutenberg. Good to know. Do you know who the other two are? The other two who? Ted Danson. Oh, yes. And Tom Selleck. Yes. The mustache. I, even I. Even there I. are photos of like Tom like all over my childhood home. That's nuts. Like giant, giant photos. Just of, him? Well, Or like with Robin? There's Ted dancing with Robin. Like that's like the big one. But I think there's also like, there's just like pictures of them all over the place. And I'm like, this is strange. Pictures of Tom Selleck and Elmo's. And Elmo's. And so Elmo's. my parents, my parents sold our childhood home. My child, our Mine and Bridget's. <laughs> well, yours and your siblings. My childhood home, um, like a week and a half ago. And so my brother surprised my mom um, and flew down to like <laughs> help pack up. And I like owe my dad a, a serious FaceTime. Sorry, dad. I've been avoiding it to like pack up my room via Oof. FaceTime. And, you don't um, even have to do the hard work in that. No, but I'm like, 
I'm too, my, my room is the only one that's been like preserved since I graduated Whoa. high school. The rest have been like turned into guest rooms or there's a treadmill in there, but mine, a treadmill from like 2000, mind you, which is like maybe not safe. But mine is like still has my pictures and like my prom from Gabe, my prom p- proposal from Gabe. So many good P's in that sentence. Prom proposal. Um, but my brother has this room that's like literally full of Elmos because he collects Elmos. Full. There have to be 85 Elmos in there. 900 Elmos. In total? Yeah. Actually 900? I think, I think, I think so. Um, so my brother, they've been taking out, my aunt has been staying in my brother's room. Um, and <laughs> she says that the batteries are dying. So um, when they take, she'll be sleeping, but when the battery dies, apparently they'll talk. So in the middle of the night, like a Tickle Me Emma will go off or like. That's, that's horror movie. <laughs> but I think it's so funny. It's like Furbies, except uh, talking almost. Exactly. Are Furbies in a horror movie? You're thinking of the gremlins. No, not actually in one, but they always freak people out. Because oh, yeah, they always like talk and like stay awake in your closet and say creepy things to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TBT to Tamagotchis though. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, my mom didn't let me mess around with Furbies, and for that, I am grateful. I, mine either. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Moms. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, I don't remember where this started. No, it didn't really start anywhere. It started with you and me. Hi, Bridget. Hi, Brooke. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> hey. Welcome to Splat. The podcast. Where me, Bridget. And me, Brooke. Talk about sex in the city. 10 years younger. And 20 years later. <laughs> They nailed it. <laughs> Woohoo. Uh, welcome to uh, episode 206. 206, yeah. Which means our 18th episode. Yeah, I have no concept of that anymore. No, I just did some really impressive math in my head. Thank you. I am, yeah, I'm very impressed. I, I, we made this decision to like just number them switch by over episodes. To, yeah. Uh, so I have no, people are like, how many have you done? I'm like, 205. Well, it was easy in the beginning because we just knew, <laughs> but now that we're in the like next. 205 episodes in three months, I'm like, yeah, sure. We make 12 episodes about every episode. <laughs> <laughs> we're going episode by second by second, <laughs> yep. and each scene we do a new podcast. <laughs> oh, can you imagine? I mean, for some of these, I think we could actually. Yeah, would anyone have any interest in listening to that? Eccles I, Herman. <laughs> Eccles would, but no one else, I would hope. My dad, uh, my family. <laughs> I don't know. They might have limits. That sounds extreme. Uh, as they say in Mean Girls, the limit does not exist. That is about math. And this episode is also a math pun. The cheating curve. Geek-oo. Look at that. Um, we are blessed this week. To have a guest. Someone who I've been, actually, I've talked about before coming. And um, I'm really excited. Hi, Hannah. Hi, guys. Welcome uh, to welcome. Splat. Thank Podcast. you. I'm excited to be here. We're so excited We're to have psyched. you here. This is our first, like, no offense, like, true stranger. Yeah. I'm a stranger. You're I'm an acquaintance. I feel like people we've had have been, like... Definitely an acquaintance, but we've had a lot of friends on, so we're super amped. Also, yeah. thanks for just, like, taking a chance and coming to do this <laughs> with us. I'm excited to do my first podcast. Oh, what an honor. Yeah. So, Hannah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. So, I just moved to New York about seven months ago. Where did you move from? I was living in the South. I lived in Charleston, South Carolina for about four or five years. Uh, I went to nursing school down there. So I moved here about seven months ago. 
Um, living the New York dream. Yeah. I live with my best friend from kindergarten. That's amazing. Wow, that's amazing. And I'm a nurse, obviously, since I went to nursing school. I just got my dream job, which I start next week. Oh my God, congratulations. That's yeah. so exciting. So I work in women's health, so I definitely oh, <laughs> have feelings about yeah. the show and many wi- things. sexuality and how they talk about women's bodies. and Yeah, um, amazing. And I also moved here after a pretty bad breakup. So, of course, the first thing I did, I was like, I'm single and in New York. So I'm going to rewatch Sex and the City, which worked out perfectly because I met Bridget right after I finished. Yeah, it all timed out so so well that's amazing <laughs> for this yeah. moment so had so you you rewatched it so so what has your experience been with sex in the city in the past so i've watched and rewatched it so many times i started watching it in high school um probably about freshman or sophomore year it was really probably one of my first experiences with sort of talking about sexuality and um you know over the course of my coming out process you know it was like two years later than the l word came out which oh, yeah. honestly may be the an- the queer answer to sex yeah. in the city sure did um, you watch uh queers folk at all i didn't it mostly was about gay men and it just wasn't that helpful for me yeah. so yeah that's no, um, very it's true fair. it's true so yeah i a lot of butts it was definitely something I did with my friends. Weirdly, our parents were all like totally okay with us watching it. We all watched it at sleepovers and wasn't really a big deal. And then later on, probably my first rewatch, I watched it with my younger sister. And Whoa. so it was kind of like, do I regret that a little her. bit? Like, is this, your, is this the introduction to sexuality that I want you to have? Not totally <laughs> interesting, sold. Interesting, interesting. Yep. Yeah, uh-huh. we definitely um, wow. watched it together. So. so you've had a few go-throughs with it. Oh, yeah. Starting from when you were young, it sounds like. Yeah. Like at sleepovers. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. That's so fun. Brooke started. I watched it for the first time when I was 11. Wow. That's pretty young. Yeah. My sister's maybe about that age when yeah, we yeah. watched it together. That is an early and specific introduction to some <laughs> aspects of sexuality for sure. Yeah. yeah. It was like weird. I like, I remember being like not like shocked by it so I was like I don't like think about being like I was sexually awakened by sex in the city but I was like no but you had seeds planted I have even watching this like any interaction Carrie has with Bing I'm like this motherfucker has like fucked me up for all potential relationships yeah like all the like I can see that like this episode I was also just like it'd be easy to watch this and like like look for that then and it's like oh god I watch it and I find myself like thinking about like my past relationships and being like Mm. oh my god Brooke you're such a why did you let this like she's not the like ideal person in a relationship Carrie sucks you guys we'll get there right I mean I think in a way my experience of sex in the city on the one hand is in a way it's very open and affirming it's like the first time you hear about things that we all totally know about but don't really like a lot of the times as a like a teenage girl and I think this is universal I guess possibly I'm the token lesbian but (laughs) it's universal (laughs) is you have your interaction with your sexuality but there needs to be kind of a way to open that conversation up with your friends or your parents even or your like whatever um and I think in a lot of ways part of my fondness for sex in the city is that it does that it talks honestly about women's experiences yeah I do have to say like rewatching it this time around um again this is the first time I've really like dated dated <laughs> like dated wow. totally. um in a real way in a city and I was just watch rewatching these episodes and 
a lot of my neuroses come from this show. Me too. Me too. Just like. I could see that for sure. And you forget it because it's so embedded. I mean, it's such a cultural language that we have. And and then you're like, oh, my God, that's why I was obsessing about that. Yeah. Like, I'm so terrified of spoiling anything for Bridget. But Fair. I've only watched up until this episode. Yeah. So so I I appreciate that. I can also just close my ears. (laughs) No, you can't. You're going to listen to the podcast. She always does it. She's like, like, don't tell me. I'm like, Bridget, you always listen to the final product. (laughs) Um, I just like to think there's a way to not limit. Me too. I 100% agree with you. It makes me think about um, Aristotle's. Is it Aristotle or Plato? The cave? That's Plato. That's Plato. The The, cave allegory. The allegory of the cave. And I'm like, I know this is like so heady and like such a little bit of a stretch, but I feel like being like young and impressionable, like whether you're 11 or you're 17 or you're, you're 22 even, watching like this be like, okay, this is what it's like to like, be an adult and live in New York City and date like okay this is what I have to expect this is what is good this is what is bad these are the things and it's like you know a subconscious you know that's your reality then that you're retention expecting. yeah um right and I think like the show with great power comes great responsibility I'm not always sure it's the most responsible show yeah I'm, it's kind of I'm excited I, I agree and I think like on the one hand like kind of what you were saying and what we've talked about it's like yeah like Let's talk, let's say the word pussy. Like, let's say we can't, you know, come from penetration. Like, but also, like, so much of their happiness is determined by men. And I think, like, with one does, like, why can't? We talk frequently about how there's kind of, like, a weird, watching it now in 2017, which is, I think, partially why we're doing this. There's a weird dichotomy of being often within one episode, like, odd that something was being put on screen with the kind of just honesty that it was and imagining how that would enable especially young women watching it for the first time partnered with something that's almost like jaw-droppingly poorly done and that's why contextualizing it in time helps a lot because you know we are watching it 20 years later but it's like there's a lot of your responsibility with plot lines with the night we met we were talking about this um susan sharon episode where she's like with an abusive partner real implications and the 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 moral of that episode was no one else would take her, so she went back to him and was happy. Right, and they end up... No one else would like, tell her to shut up. The dog becomes right. a sort of vessel of... Abuse. <laughs> abuse, yeah. which is, like, not... We've all seen Criminal Minds, right? Right. Like, that's not good. And at the same time, there's there's therapy on... Sta- on I always do that on Her screen. On, <laughs> on screen Her a couple up, of times. New York right. City, Although already. The way, the way they talk about therapy is honestly troubling. I do work as well in mental health, and I've been in yeah, therapy, and it's... Um, it's I a mean, game changer. We both way- have. Brooke currently is. We talk about it often. I this is therapy. New York. Who is it? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if you're not in therapy. This is like, 2017. Does right. someone need... No. No one can have Liz Liz's mind. <laughs> yeah, you love her. Right. I love... It's troubling. And and there are also moments where it's like just remarkable that it's on screen. There are moments where there's the sex therapist who says to Samantha, is it because you just... You know, m- most women can't come from penetration maybe you just need and it's like thinking about that being said on screen to someone who'd never talked about that and then the bigger picture of how it's portrayed is like stereotype upon cliche (laughs) upon yikes she hasn't seen that episode yet right which one um the the one that's mainly about therapy right i don't think so no the games i don't think so no i i uh, i think we have no no that's 
That's this. Season. There's been a lot of talk about how Samantha's terrified of therapy. Right. There's been they a lot all of. Are. Miranda's right. the only one who. Miranda, obviously, heroine of our times, is the only one who. Obsessed. Tony Award winner Cynthia Nixon is a gift <laughs> <laughs> to us all. Let me let me find out when that episode is. I think it's season two. Miranda is just like my baby. I think favorite. it might be coming up actually. I think it is too. While we do that. Yes. Um, who are you? Who of the four Who women? Or are you a hybrid? I'm a hybrid for sure. Um, we find most people are. They're all kind of extreme, aren't they? I would say I am a Miranda in the streets and a Charlotte in the sheets. Whoa, yeah. I love so that. Does that imply that you're like open to trying something a little kooky bananas? Because Charlotte often Charlotte, goes Charlotte, along. Yeah, I mean, she's even though she's explored. the prudish one, she's not prudish. She's had like, well, I'd say like 80% of her storylines have been with her like getting with a guy who has some kind of something and then she's like, goes That's down, the first time someone's broken it down into streets and I sheets. love it. I I'm, love it. I'm, I'm, I, everyone has like a different way of like describing it. Um, yeah, so I think possibly I kind of present as um, maybe... Miranda outside, Charlotte inside is a Capricorn because I pre- present as like very oh, interesting, like tough and practical. But at the end of the day, I'm like a romantic kind of old fashioned. So I feel like you're like Miranda seasons one through three on right. the outside and then Miranda at the end. Yes. Oh, interesting. I just yes. recently watched the Sex and the I'm City intrigued. 2 movie. Which is a hot racist mess. The guys. Abu Dhabi stuff. Yeah, yeah I've heard. It's so fun. <laughs> no, I'm not. You're not wrong. But Miranda, it's a mess. but like Miranda and Charlotte in that, yes, are just hilarious. And well, the way they deal with like, it doesn't matter. It's it's a hoot and a half. It seems like yes. it falls in line with how much of this is done. It's just like an updated. Oh my god! And Miranda in that white outfit in that movie, I can't. Oh, uh, I <laughs> Liza Minnelli. Yes, comes out in the first like 15 minutes and does the single ladies dance with such prowess. And she's like 70 something in that movie. And you're just like her tiny little legs. And she's moving like with the best of them. And I was like, we're at a gay wedding. Gay wedding. Problematic gay wedding. Well, yeah. (laughs) But she hasn't. She doesn't know anything about that. Right. Because she's Liza. So she just does her thing. I met Bridget, but also Liza. Oh, cool. (laughs) Cool, cool. Yeah, Liza does her thing. I mean, if Liza's anywhere, it's like if you say Liza. Did they? I I wonder if they make this joke. If you like say Liza Minnelli three times, she like (laughs) appears. Appears. I've just been rewatching for (laughs) probably the 45th time in my life Arrested Development all the way through. And she's just. I've never seen it. You've ne- oh. Mm-hmm. I've only watched it once. I think Arrested Development might be my all-time favorite. It's the kind of, I've watched it 45 times, and every time there's new stuff in it. The, the depth, I mean, I've seen it, like, probably 15 times, actually. 15. It's so good. I can't believe neither of you have, I I've can't believe it. you haven't seen it. It's, it's like, like, the depth of the, the cleverness that they set up. And once you know it super well, too, there's stuff from the fourth season, or in, from the third season before they cut it, that... Is planted in the first Which and jokes so and stuff. Which is so true of Sex and City too. Oh, I can't wait to see that. Yeah. Um, okay, I have two questions for you. Yeah. The one is, was it different to watch Sex and the City while you were living in the city for the first time? Mm. And two, um, this is a question we like to ask. What's something that's happened to you either in your life in general or since you've been here that you were like, wow, that was extremely Sex and the City? Sure. Um, just to layer them on. Wait, you. what was the first question? <laughs> yeah, I was just like, why did I do that? The first question was about if it was different watching it in New York. A little bit. I had lived in New York for a summer um, in college, and I definitely. I did that too. Yeah, and I then you kind of feel adjusted a little bit. Right, it helps. Um, and I was on the Upper West Side, which I feel like doesn't get enough 
attention on the show, to be honest. No, they're, it's east, one, they're east side biddies. Yeah. So, um, Upper West Side is kind of like the, the suburban neighborhood of the city, right. I feel like. Which is probably why I like it, because I secretly want to be a Park Slope mom Same. someday. Same. I love the Upper West Side. Yeah, I do too. I spend a lot of time there. Well, because Mara went to Columbia for the first five years I visited, I spent a ton of time in like Morningside Heights, right. which oh, is I very took, easy to I love. I took Robin to Community yesterday. Oh, fun. Oh, I love Community. I, love... I had a date at Community recently. Ooh, <laughs> that's a good place for it, because yeah. no matter what, you're going to have an incredible meal right and like i was dating someone who lived in washington heights oh perfect. and so it was like kind so of the only the decent meeting place oh, and so you were in a long distance ooh, relationship right. a track and i felt like really like cool because i actually knew places there because my friend went to barnard so mm. that was kind of the new york i first interfaced with oh community's best have you gone for brunch because their pancakes are literally yes out I of this pancakes. world yeah. and their um frittatas are huge mm. yeah i got so an, it was very good i've been in it's a real so good like egg and avocado kick that's, that's like why you can't buy a house, yeah. <laughs> It's all the avocados you buy. I'm a millennial. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, has there been... No, please. Yeah, sorry. So I think dating is so different now. Yeah. My main experience with dating, like if you're serious about finding someone, which I guess at this point I am, <laughs> you're using apps, which not right. even in their world, right? Like the fact that they even take taxi cabs, you're like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when they call home to listen to messages right. on their answering right, right, machines. Right, right, right. And watching Sex and the City mm-hmm. makes me kind of grateful I'm not straight, not going to lie. Yeah. So <laughs> it's, sorry, what was... <laughs> dating, dating, the city apps. You've been dating. Yeah, yeah. so... Living in the city. Glad I, you're not straight. Yes, definitely Men. glad I'm not yeah. straight. Um, the show definitely. One of the positive things is definitely like I, I obviously part of what I wanted to talk about tonight is that lesbian relationships are complex and real and complicated and what? hard and great. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but there are some things that you just don't deal with, and I think it's in this episode. So a little bit. Yeah. I'll, Tiny bit. Yeah. Actually, is the toothbrush part in this episode? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, my question for you also, which Bridget, our other question is, has there been anything that's happened where you've been like, <gasps> I'm just like them? This is very mm. sex in the city. No, I mean, yeah. living in Brooklyn <laughs> is so different. It is. It's and true. Yeah. I mean, I think I, I haven't really had that moment yet, um, but I'm waiting on it. I just feel like living in New York is so exciting. I feel like even just meeting Bridget and getting asked to do this podcast totally. is like kind of one of those great New York oh, stories like this is why so you sweet. this is why you move to New York you meet new people and yeah. get to do things you've never done before but I think part of what's interesting too is that like we have such different things that we want to do now and I, I don't know that I've had like a traditional sex in the city moment maybe like an updated version of it well that counts too that's kind of what we mean anything that just like feels like in it the could world. have happened to them because mm-hmm. we a lot of what we talk about is like versions of what happens in the show that happened to us now or how it would be different for example just being able to text someone would solve so many problems in many right. many moments you right know? also i don't understand how like like in the last episode like big like showed up at carrie's door and was like you're alive and walked away like how do you get up there how do you get in is there not a buzzer right the logistics of the show are sometimes distracting well yeah or they're like they'll be like yeah let's go on a date and it's like when where like i they do it. how do yeah. you find this new place i am constantly using my google maps yes, yeah indeed. their um, knowledge of the city they is... all just see, yeah they all just seem to know right? but maybe they run in you know four blocks or four block squares they just like up and down the east side yeah they would have loved the q train <laughs> no. shut up 
I guess maybe one of maybe one of my f- <laughs> so funny. One of my kind of funny Sex and the City ish moments was I was I work in Chelsea right now, but I was walking around during Fleet Week, and I w- yeah. love that episode. And my ex was in the Navy, so I was just like, "This is just too much Whoa. for me right now," but in a good way, a little bit. Can I ask you an ignorant straight person question? Please, that's what I'm here for tonight. <laughs> Are Lady Navy booties as enticing <laughs> as men's little booties Absolutely. in their little fleet wheat outfits? If fleet- not more. Yeah. Actually, actually, the uniforms are not super flattering for women. Fair. But of course I'm they're sure not. out of context. Of course yeah, they're not context. because that would be too um, hard for all the guys to right. resist. It's just and they wretched. just couldn't do their jobs if you no. could see a woman's butt. No. So. I just, their tushies are just so like. Love a navy tushy. I love a fleet week. <laughs> um, anyway, should we dive in? Speaking I would of love the to navy, dive in. Hey. <laughs> um, pons, pons, pons. she loves a sequitur. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> is that what it's? If it's called, is it called a, a non sequitur? Is when you just like randomly switch. right? So yes. would it be called a sequitur? <laughs> I, I, well, we're making. It I know that you can be overwhelmed, and I know you can be underwhelmed. But can you, can you ever, ever just, just be well? <laughs> Did you see Gabrielle Union the other day posted a throwback photo of all of Did them? She? Yeah, TBT with all of them oh, filming amazing. that, and she hashtagged, "Can't you ever just be whelmed?" <laughs> I was like, "You're my favorite." <clears throat> what movie is that? Ten things I hate about you. Come it's been on. a minute. It's so good. So this episode, as I mentioned earlier, is called Cheating on a Curve. No, the, the cheating, cheating curve. curve. It is not called Cheating on a Curve. <laughs> I was testing everyone. <laughs> I almost had a moment where we were, I was like, Bridget, did we introduce ourselves? But we did that like 10 minutes We did. Ago. Also, I just wanted to let everyone know because <laughs> I feel it's pertinent. Brooke didn't take notes this episode and she has given me such a hard time about doing it in the past. It's true. I went, I went rogue. It's, I love it though because it, yeah, exactly. Because it's Brooke going rogue. I like it when she goes a little I'm so type A <laughs> she's doing a real cute dance so this episode as I said is called the cheating curve <laughs> we have the title screen yep. on the computer for Bridget stop well Bridget you don't even have your notes pulled up I do they're right here oh <laughs> so the episode starts with an excellent line this time which is making a reference to New Yorkers attending the end env- the opening of an envelope which I thought was very funny but it's a bunch of lesbians at an art gallery. Well, it's, right. there's, there's a power lesbian chic crew. And the artist who Charlotte is, has put up in her gallery for this opening is a power lesbian. Right. Whatever that means. We Speaking just use this phrase <laughs> exclusively to refer to Which honestly means nothing. I have a serious Except question they wear about suits. this. I have just like, hypothetically, like, if you were Cynthia Nixon and you were given a script, this script, would you be like, what the literal Fuck. Right. Yeah. Okay, guys, do we have time to talk about... We have time to talk about everything. <laughs> that episode that you've definitely seen, it was, I think, in the first season... When she pretends to be a lesbian. When she pretends to be a lesbian. Yeah, Interesting. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, just imagining her do it. First of all... Being told to It do was them. hot, let's be honest. Oh, of like, it was. They were well, good she, looking. She owns it. I yeah. mean, she looks... She dressed like a ventriloquist they dressed dummy. Her. She she did the suit they put her in. She looks exactly like we found a ventriloquist dummy that she looks That's identical great. to. Not to say, I mean, you know that I think that Tony Award winner Cynthia Nixon is unparalleled Exquisite. in talent and beauty. But well, it's interesting because this show, I, I mean, I know will become more so, but is like this fashion thing, mm-hmm. and they make Miranda so schlubby through so much of But she's so not though. Her aesthetic no. is like she owns it. She now. rocks it, but it's yeah. like. The things they put her in are fascinating. Right. Like, she was always the gayest 
character anyway. Yes. Um, I th- I thought that episode was interesting because we know that I think her name is Sid knows that Miranda's straight so we right. know that she's agreed she's to go okay to this dinner <laughs> to help Miranda further her career which like Hilarious. come on amazing yeah. and also I love that I think part of what we'll talk about is how both gay men and gay women in the show are kind of tokenized and sort of absolutely you're used as props or foils. I feel like in this episode though, like do a better, and I wonder if it's because it's like a show about women and like, correct me if I'm wrong, right? but I felt like they did a better job in this episode of like being kind to the gay woman than they did in the past with like Stanford and the gay right. man. Like well, they yeah. give them a little bit more dimension, even though they're not like But a, the way they talk about that dimension, even it's like, we're giving them all this agency, but then they're just like these power lesbians. Who right. Do I like, it's better, but it's like 1998. Right. And I think, you know, no, excuse me. I like that in, in the first, not, we're not even a minute in, um, <laughs> they're like lesbian painter, right? Like I don't, put on my resume lesbian nurse right. so <laughs> oh, this is, but they I have should. to identify I should but I don't um I laughed only because they they say that she's a lesbian painter who's also from Brooklyn and I was like wow those are two big things for this show right. to incorporate like, can Brooklyn I meet her? and lesbianism they, like, the way they treat Brooklyn is so funny we didn't talk about this last week but when Samantha's giving her big speech and she's like I've slept with half the men in New York yeah. and Manhattan and some in Brooklyn it's like the, they like tokenize Brooklyn as well right. because I guess right. Brooklyn wasn't it's the other it wasn't it wasn't gentrified yet well and there this, were small parts of it that were but yeah and this show you know loves white people oh, so the second avenue Q wasn't open so how would you Come even get on, from the upper east side exactly. to Brooklyn <laughs> well, this is the second time the second avenue is always been it's gonna minutes. be the theme of this one um so Charlotte's at there at the her own opening with this guy what's his name I don't remember what his name is, but you can just tell he's just going to be like another douchebag well, guy. Well, immediately Charlotte like dates. flash in on like a Tavi Gevinson type. Well, who is absolutely <laughs> just like placed there as bait. Also, there are two, I feel, truly authentic lesbian moments in this episode. Yes. One of them is Tamara Tooney, isn't it? Yes. Okay. I was obsessed. When I saw her come on, I was like, <laughs> fuck yeah. Also, she's basically the first person of color who's been given any kind of character. Wow. That's true. Except for like a bus boy. Like she's like a character within their circle. The Pakistani bus who boy. Who they call the Pakistani bus boy. Um, Yikes. Everyone is obsessed with Law and Order SVU. Mariska. Come on. And is also. Mariska. 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 I don't know. I've always I'm not even going to yeah. try and say her last name because we're on a first name basis. <laughs> but the fact that she's in this yes. with honestly someone who yes. looks like Stephanie March is great. Yes. And it's, to think this must real. have been right before she started. Well, actually, because she started in Law and Order later. Right. But her role also got bigger later on. Right. So right. maybe she was doing this as well. She might have been. This is so, anyway fascinating um sorry no so miranda's there with a boy and a man and a, Charlotte, a no he's boy, a boy means, yeah he's a boy and charlotte's a film there boy. with a man and samantha's like i didn't know we had the to man is like a club owner b-y-o-m so will they also say that they're there as dates as dates that samantha and right and carrie are which is funny to me given the context of this episode but yeah that's <laughs> one of my least favorite tropes is when you go out with a girl space friend right. and you have to make a weird joke about or the whole concept of like girl crushes it's right. like you can just call it a crush right you don't it's have okay. to quantify that yeah. <laughs> well sure. and, S- and samantha does say 
like don't straight men just follow lesbians around yes. to see what so they do, which is okay. just gross. Um, so Carrie uh, is like, oh, I gotta go have a headache, but she doesn't have a headache. She's, She's going to being see. Don't you say that sneak. to not have sex, not right. to go have yes. sex? Well, it's interesting because you're like, if this is an episode about cheating, she's a little bit cheating on her friends. And she brings mm. that up later. Yeah. But, you know, this like a sh- this, the shame that comes that and she the feels about this that comes. There's like the guilt is like addicting and it makes the sex more. We talked about this. She says right. it, yeah. It makes it an aphrodisiac. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you're a seek when you're keeping a, a relationship a secret, it, it, there adds an, there's an element of excitement, but there's also like an element of shame. I know this because Brooke and I have talked about this a little before, um, but I was going to say, have you ever like not wanted to tell your friends you were hooking up with someone or dating someone for any reason? Um, Sometimes it's shame because you don't want them to know who. Well, specifically with an ex. And I have that's, ha- that's, I've had that. Yeah, that is more specific. I, I haven't actually, but I would. Yeah. <laughs> if I ever, if anything ever happened, I, I think my friends would be pretty upset. With an ex. Yeah. yeah. I definitely remember like the year after I was like sort of on and off with my ex and like Whenever I would sleep with him, I would be like, I would be like, okay, I have to like tell my friends I slept with him again. And they would be like, Brooke, like they had like a similar reaction. Then when Carrie does sort of confess that she's sleeping with sort of, she does. Totally. But I was like, I I was like, fuck, (laughs) like this episode is like a little real. Later on in the episode, we find out that two of the lesbian characters are exes who are friends yeah, yeah. which is an interesting and kind apparently of women can do that but women absolutely not can't. i do not do friends with exes <laughs> okay but look just right, look at but the way insinuating. look at the way that the the fucking power like they're like they're like the fucking plastics right they have them walk in formation they're never not walking in formation they're also all right. very beautiful and which i also I like I now l- i recognize her yeah. from law and order yeah. i didn't the first time i watched it. i like well, she's young here i love a woman in a good suit but i also like in in not the show all lesbians right wear suits. right like yeah. i wear dresses all the time and so there's no one way to sorry, be a lesbian power lesbian i'm a power lesbian bridget <laughs> <laughs> i'm so sorry for even pretending <laughs> right <you weren't. laughs> I love that we're talking about this. This is why I'm so this happy is to have opportunity. you here. Hey? I know. <laughs> so Fuck excited. yeah. So the inevitable happens. Charlotte goes to get more champagne, champagne from the back for her for her opening, and she stumbles upon her guy making out with beautiful waif girl who walked by the camera. Right. Can I just like state that I hate waves? Yeah. But so the men in this episode are really interesting because I don't. They're all aside from big fucking babies. Like aren't really important. So they're just kind of bit characters a little bit and even big in this yeah. is not really at his most big do you know what has oh my I god f- miranda looks so I gay f- right now <laughs> so look at miranda look at her like, spiked hair like, yes she's also like Juggling. fondling balls yeah <laughs> like, well that's what i think balls. that's kind of what i mean about how they dress her that's so interesting is that they in this show she's straight she is a straight right. woman but they like lean into this aesthetic right and it's just interesting that they do that with her instead of like trying to counterbalance or something right. well they mesh the sort of she's the power woman right, right? she's the right. workaholic one she's and so she's a she's power so lesbian good at but it. that's like her i mean that is what makes her be written as very masculine yeah. and so it's interesting it's to compare it with the, the right. lesbians in the episode well, the reason, i guess i think so what they're talking about is that charlotte and they're all at like a street fair and charlotte and and miranda is like well all men cheat all men cheat which is what i think draws charlotte to like get involved with the power lesbians right is that like they're just saying well the crazy thing is that when she catches the guy making out he's like 
I'll, I'll see you back at the party. You know, right. he's like, he's totally nonchalant. He doesn't well, think there's it. any implication or any problem. Right. The men in this episode definitely are part of the sort of bit players that make me grateful I'm not dating men. How they're they're implying that a woman can restrain themselves, but a man cannot. Right. And it's and like that whole fucked fucking up. trope yeah. about like, men are meant to go from flower to flower. And it's like, fuck you, I'm a bee too. Yeah. What, I'm sorry, what are you saying about um <laughs> Fuck you, I'm a bee too. We're I, both bees. <laughs> I think I think part of what kind of underlies this episode as well that I've experienced is that um, a lot of my straight friends, when they're going through really horrible things, Ugh. over-romanticize lesbian relationships. Right. It's like a convenient, like, uh, if only right. I could be into women, life would right. be easier. And there are some things that are easier and some things that are harder. I think they very much make the lesbian relationships feel very platonic, which yes, your girl space friends are, you know, there for you and they, they're not going to cheat on you. But like that, that is across the board. Right. Something. So they devolve kind of from this into what they're like, we all have different opinions on this. We've heard a little bit of course. So in this one, it's about what constitutes Cheating. cheating. And that's where the idea of the cheating curve, which I have always known and always said correctly, comes from (laughs) well so it leads into carrie writing about the cheating curve because they all have different opinions on the yeah moral relative relativism is what miranda says and then samantha says quantum cheating (laughs) and samantha says something i definitely disagree with which is that i just had a strong reaction to this that it's only cheating if you're caught which i think Mm. defines samantha and makes a lot of sense but so carrie takes it in this like it's a tree falling in the forest idea. Like, is that true? Or is it only cheating if you're caught? Interesting idea that I wholly disagree with. I don't agree with that. Yeah. um, Samantha does this though often. Her idea, she's like this power lady, but the more you watch, the more you're like, wow, your ideas about how this works are super fucked up. Right. I'm like, you need to be in therapy. That's because Samantha has crippling depression. This is a theory that Brooke has. Yeah. Pretty compelling. They bring it up all the time and it's like so obvious. Um, but I was going to ask you about, yeah, I want to unpack the cheating curve and, and I'm, I'm trying to like delicately talk about, I don't know how to like, what do you think? Uh, what are your opinions on this? This is where I guess I'm a Charlotte. I am very hardline. I think I've never cheated or been cheated on. Um, but I do think that I guess conceptually, even if someone had feelings for someone else in a way that's feels like cheating to mm, me. Yeah. I don't know where I fall on, on it. Partially because, as I've talked about before, I've only had, like, two serious relationships. Um, But also, one of those has had, like, different eras, kind of. Uh Partially by circumstance, partially by choice, partially by... So, like... Did you feel when you were in the second one that you were emotionally cheating a little bit mm-hmm. a little bit I is it okay that I asked? yeah definitely I I one of the relationships I was in I, I definitely still had sort of like residual feelings for the so both of my the relationships that I've been in have ended because I left the country okay so there is like a specific kind of like similarity between both of the course of the relationships but one of them I kind I returned to afterwards and like Brooke is right a little bit that I it wasn't present constantly you know but there was kind of like this low level if I'd returned to it or if I'd had access it, it may yeah have. and I had a similar thing like the, the but that was that was a lot more casual for a while it became serious and my feelings changed yeah so I like mine is this like I went on a break and was like the, there was a 
the idea was that I was going to get back with this person when I moved and then sort of cultivate this other relationship with another person and like developed like very real and strong feelings and like was like what is that curve you know like right how far Cause technically I was cheating not I wasn't cheating but I was I was single but emotionally or but I was like I was like grappling between promises I, or yeah there was like an expectation that one was going to end because I was getting back with the other like it was it was like a Turns very out feelings don't work like that and then both ended <laughs> spoiler <Yeah>. spoiler <laughs> spoiler I'm single um, yeah I think um I've been thinking about this you know this is again as I mentioned this is the first time I've really dated dated mm-hmm. and so meaning like different people different people it, yeah. at the same time right. and so there comes a point where which I've honestly never really done right so. it's not fun it's and there comes a, a fucking yeah Brooke's been doing it a lot too. it really is it's really stressful but there also comes a point where you're like oh I maybe like this person and you know how upfront are you about are you dating other people? Are you people? dating other people? Yeah. And then they're like, I am. So so it's interesting in this one because Charlotte's only on her second date with this guy, which is why her friends are like, he's Charlotte's like, he cheated on me. And her friends are like, maybe that's a little extreme. And Charlotte's like, I should have gotten fidelity at least for the night. You know, so there are all these different ways and time frames and I agree with Charlotte. Like if I do too. Oh, absolutely. He he on, was he was a yeah. If you're Fucker. on a date with someone, like don't you leave don't go your date. And then he calls her and tells her that it's because the waif he, he was making out with, out with all of these excuses her Look, uncle just died she just moved to the city he was helping her out yeah like, anything you say dude you sound He's like an idiot so she really entertains it way longer than she should um, honestly. but while while they're at the party samantha sees her trainer from her gym and then decides to like seduce go him cougar on him it's like her yogi she likes her uh, she likes an athletic man and so we watch a montage of samantha like getting sweaty sexually training with this, <laughs> with this trainer and then we come back to the the gallery the, the power next, lesbian. The next day after the opening. And of course, Charlotte's in her glasses because she's at work. And also, she looks really beautiful. She does. Episode. Oh, she's stunning. I love her hair this length. I like serious Charlotte. So she, the guy calls her and he's like, You don't understand. She's an old friend of my sister's from college. She just moved to the city and her uncle died last month and I was just trying to be supportive. Besides, you're the one I want to sleep with. Charlotte hangs up because, dun dun dun, the power lesbians They're have arrived. It is, this is an interesting, you, you alluded to this earlier. They're like, they're there to pick up a painting and they're very bantery and they're very physical with each other, right. the two um, lesbian women who have come. And it's, I think it's meant for the viewer to assume that they're also in a couple. Right. And then they're like, JK, we broke They're up. bantering about who's going to get the painting. They love it. And also, I love this art. I think it's so it's cool. Amazing. I wonder how that works in a show like this. Like, if you have to do an art show, who is in charge of being like, here's the concept for this. And now I have to fake all this art. Right. And they're both in very male professions, too, for sure. Yes. They're both high powered. One of them's a CEO. Or right. she's a VP, VP. at, at um, Warner Music. And the other one works it. On so Wall Charlotte, Street. Charlotte assumes that they were together. Right. And they say, no, we're just friends. We dated five years ago. That is so cool. Which is, so one thing that my therapist said to me. Yes. Um, Please share. <laughs> what I love about living in New York is yeah. you can talk about your therapist and no one cares. Yep. Is that if you can be friends with someone, you are never really in love with them. So to me, watching this, it's like, it kind of devalues the realness of a lesbian relationship it's like oh you know we can yeah. just be friends because we had his it wasn't you don't as, agree with that it wasn't as but but sh- you don't because we know a lot of these people but that's not an uncommon thing for people to think and for that that like exists out in the world i think sure also they go to this like 
gay bar, and, and then it's this, like in the doors of fucking <laughs> it's vagina. Amazing. It's amazing. But like I that's wanna, oh, so so the lead. The I pa- know I, I'm sorry that I that I keep like referring to them as the power lesbians, but it's really that's what they they're called, this. power lesbians. Yeah. TM. But we, the, <laughs> the power lesbians invite Charlotte out every for, for a drink. Hello, I'm whatever a power lesbian. But they go to these like great gay gay or like lesbian specifically yeah. bars and dance clubs which, which i love uh, which is great but doesn't actually really exist I know. there are ladies nights at gay bars but they don't but they don't which is crazy like, because they would have clientele we're in new york yeah, yeah we're in new york you would think that they would have that but to me the fact that they yeah. have this mythical world it really is mythical because is. i you know and that it's a mythical world that a straight woman gets access to and then right. it's like all my problems are solved because charlotte's right. there and she's like having the time of her life without worrying about men and charlotte like the trope loves the trope of swept. them going to gay clubs is pretty common too and they're like oh we're so over men we're just gonna go to a gay club but that's like queer space well right it's interesting because a lot of the, sh- the bars in this show I know from reading a little bit and from people talking to me are based off of real bars mm-hmm. but and so thinking about that I was like I want to know if a place like this exists in the city at I, all or I if they bet. really just I bet at the does. time though maybe yeah. I mean there had to have been. actually I um I was just watching a documentary about um the Windsor decision in the Mm -hmm. Supreme Court and she Edie and Thea the couple met at a gay bar in New York actually when they were young so like they I mean they do exist but not they can't in the proliferation of like male gay bars right not not even close and you'd be shocked I I think after I watched the L word I looked it up and you'd be shocked that even in LA and New York there are not a whole lot of spaces that are specifically for women who identify as that's wild that's wild there are ladies really nights for sure but right. but even that has like a kind of pejorative yeah. feel to it yeah so and then we shoot to and then Mar- we shoot to uh miranda on a date boy. With, with a horrible mansplainer who's telling her about film yeah they, they, they the go minute see he was a film boy i was like he's oh like, boy oh fuck that fuck shit they see list. like a four hour second is the second episode of the holocaust has like low-key come up <laughs> in a row so miranda's like hooking up with this dude and then he, he turns on porn on Gross. the TV on DVD, and he cannot it's even definitely look away a VHS from it. Babe. It is in 1999. Oh, sorry, I meant that, but I couldn't even think of the the, the <laughs> correct letters, the three letters. And like Miranda's like full like she's on him. She's so hot. I love her. The idea, a guy, and it's like bad. The porn is so 80s, yeah, formulaic head yeah. porn it's, it's also just, just like, like she's on it's like a woman on it's like they're doing exactly what they're doing in the porn like why do you need to watch the porn but better because real women Cause are actually real better life than... and it's not yeah well it's interesting because casually says once that he's addicted to porn and it's like that's clearly oh. what this is and i think that's actually like they don't really make a point of it but it's like he he literally cannot at look away from it at any point with a live woman in his lap so from this moment too you're like this guy is just there's no hope like why is right. she and I even feel like Miranda like always finds the guy who like has the sneaky VHS but this guy's like over it's like the opposite yeah. of the guy who the, hit the, the sloppy guy who hit it. yeah um and so then across town as she does this was a fascinating scene you know I, everyone expects me to hate big really like hate him yeah what are your thoughts I he looks like a Frenchman He's wearing a turtleneck and his eyebrows are uh, prominent. Immaculately groomed. I get the appeal of him. I think in some ways this is kind of where some of my lasting neuroses from the show last where you have this epic story arc where you give someone seven seasons to not treat you like shit. And so I think he's great, but it's also like how many 
hours of I emotional could, labor have yeah. we all done to make big a big a good person i've disliked him from the beginning or distrusted him my my caveat to that is like i see their chemistry and right. i see how compelling that is and i also understand that if i'd watched this at like 13 years old i would have been i would have had no concept right. but that's kind of the the interest of watching it now for the first time is being well, he's like so Ugh. manipulative he never gives an answer she's also fucking awful she goads him into trying to answer things that she shouldn't be asking him yeah so carrie cooks she carrie makes, fondue. makes fondue and it's bad that's terrible but then she's like so i haven't told any of my friends we're seeing each other again hmm? neither have i i sensed you didn't want me to this is the first the first scene this um, in this episode where I was like, I cannot stand Carrie. And then it happens again later. It gets worse, in my opinion. But even here, she says things that I just cannot believe. It's like you go from zero making dinner well, to... Well, she's like, it's okay if I do it, but it's not okay if he does it. She was, and he's kind of like, and like, I know we just shat on Big a little bit, but like, he's kind of taking her lead. He's like, I didn't think you'd want to tell people, so I'm not telling people either. Right, and this is the constant negotiation that we all have. Like, do we stop seeing other people? Do we... Right, when you're dating, when you're... And also, it's even especially tricky if it's, like, an ex. And so this is... And she doesn't Also something she continues to feel guilty about, yeah. Yeah, and then so she leaves. She, like, doesn't want to... She, like, leaves before he wakes up. But then, at 7 a.m. This had to happen. She bumps into Miranda. Uh, smoking a cig in her, like, fancy all of our dress. conscious... <laughs> conscience? I've now yeah. said a few times, so I'm sorry. I'm hammering it home. But that I feel Miranda acts as the voice of almost the critic within right. the show. And that's why I, I deeply love her so much. Because when I get to my points of, like, what is happening, she's the one who says something which on is, screen. Which is why I think, um, you know... I, it helps Cynthia Nixon is gorgeous and also a queer woman, but she also kind of fills that space of like the de facto lesbian. Yeah. Like I've ha- my friends joke that I am the scary one to introduce their significant others <laughs> to because I'm the harsh critic and I don't, I don't fuck around with men and I don't take their shit. And if it's, if they don't treat my friend well, I'm not okay with it. And I think there's something that I always deeply identified with her. I mean, we're yeah. both redheads. <laughs> so that helps. Another, that's a, that's a soul connection, right? Right. There. You I can't like, fake a ginger. She's a protector. She's a fierce. She's like, yeah. Also. That cute face she makes after in, she walks away from Miranda. In my radical theory where they're all in Carrie's head, this episode's all about Brooke's radical theories. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a moment where Carrie is, like, directly confronted by her consciousness. Mm, on know? the street, walking home. But she's, she's like, I had a teeth cleaning, and Miranda's like. Because Miranda's like, why are you... Uh, here at 7 a.m. Kind of early doing? for uh, teeth cleaning. And then they have a normal conversation and then Miranda's well, like, wait, why are you dressed up? Carrie's very quickly like, how's your life? Yeah, she brushes it off. How's your man boy? And, and Miranda she, that, tells that's him. where she's like, well, I'm I'm sort of cheating on my friends with Big. Right. So Samantha and her man hook up. This Shocking. Is, this is honestly one of her more boring, funny hookups. It is because nothing, they, they don't even really have sex on screen. Well, like they, they take make a, out. No, they don't. They don't have sex. They no. shower and then he shaves. He shaves her legs. Which I think I would never oh, want. I was going to say. I was watching. This happens in The Handmaid's Tale, too. Have you watched The Handmaid's yes, Tale? Yes, of course. When he's like, can they shave your legs? And I'm like, why is that Do like, men like to do this? Is this no, a thing? I, I don't like to do it. I don't want to do it. I think it. it's a specific kink. That, okay. N- or not even as extreme as that. But like, if you're into it, you're into it. But I think the woman has to be... At a point where she's like, okay, also, please shave it's like, if you cut you me, sh- I will, I will, I will kick <laughs> I you. In, I'm like so quick to be like, Ooh, kick you in the face. Oops. I'm like, don't tickle me. I will punch like you in the balls. Right. Well, also we have a lot of conversations, possibly not yet, but in future 
episodes and seasons about waxing. And Why does she like it? I was like, she, I, I thought he was like going down on her. I was intrigued. like, okay. So he shaves a lightning bolt onto her vagina. Which then, we learn later. Then we have like a funny conversation about pubic hair. Right. And Miranda's like, they want a little girl, which fits in with the whole porn aesthetic. Yeah. An interesting thought I have about, had about that as I was watching it was that the porn thing, I mean, it's ridiculous. Miranda shouldn't have to deal with feeling competitive with it, but it's almost like women versus porn is kind of the same as like guys versus like, gotta make sure you have an orgasm or like mm-hmm. guys versus how big is my dick? You know, it's kind of like the, because the, the way porn works for women is it's just like so unrealistic and it sets up. It's for a male gate. You know, it's not about female pleasure at all. Can we start drinking martinis? Just like... Yeah. Uh, We should do gin martinis, as they were originally meant to be, though, because I cannot do vodka. Okay. Also, the second authentic lesbian moment is Miranda's whole look in this scene, where she's just wearing the most perfect suit. But she's not... It's it's, it's, it's crazy, because (laughs) this whole episode, you've been like like Miranda as this like queer figure, but she's not. Right. Like, she's not. She, like, and I wonder, like... But it is, it's the interesting aesthetic oh, crossover so of a power woman who's just a power woman, like a lawyer. Right. And where you're like, it's easy, where does that become conflated with lesbianism? Right. Just because there are stereotypes And they kind of call Charlotte out. They're like, you can't, like, hang out with the lesbians and not tell them you're a lesbian. Not tell them you're not a lesbian. Not a lesbian. <laughs> right. Their lives aren't complicated by men. That's a line that bothers me. Yeah. No, they women, are. Like, you still have to deal with the patriarchy. By women, right? The like, workforce, and though they're complicated by men, like just like living their lives because they're still women, and men will still get in their fucking way and tokenize them in different ways and right. sexualize them. But, but then Carrie, you have to deal with relationships with women that right. are just as nuanced and complicated. Right. But this whole time, Carrie is hiding in the bathroom, and we're like why and it turns out except Miranda opens the door and passes her a, mar- a martini I love that <laughs> but, but Carrie's diaphragm is stuck in her vagina how do diaphragms work nurse Hannah okay <laughs> we need to pause yeah, this we for do. this conversation I'm ready also there's so much more like Charlotte yeah there's depth of Charlotte says here. we don't talk about sex when she's with her lesbian friends which again is like an annoying stereotype I feel I have to just sort of point out that like it sort of strips lesbians of passion and sexuality, sexuality and, yeah. and the, the whole lesbian bed death myth needs to die. Like, right. I don't enjoy that at all. So, well, it's just like there are a bunch of straight people who don't like talking about sex either. And there, so it's just people talk about it or they don't. But to imagine that lesbians are somehow like a not passionate or right. they don't talk about it openly, it's like. No, and especially if you're at a at a gay club surrounded by people who are interested in the same thing that you are. Like, why wouldn't you be talking about that? And Miranda and Samantha say you can't lead them on. But again, it's like... Why is I, there an implication that she's leading them right, on? Right, She like, could just be their, their friend. I hang out with women, and that's the thing that, like, oh, it's just, like, the not assumption. to make it all serious, but, like, that was, like, a huge argument for Don't Ask, Don't Tell, is that, like, right. you know if you're gay, you must want to sleep with every man in your platoon right. or whatever. That's just not on sexuality like, doesn't work that way. No. A good point. I think especially in an episode that has a lot of porn in it is that, and Samantha's line about don't straight men just follow lesbians around to see yeah. what they do. So it's like either lesbians are completely over sexualized for the pleasure of men or they're completely yeah. stripped of their sexual passion when they're just like with women, which like how many from homophobic dudes out there exclusively beat off to lesbian porn <laughs> right right don't want to like, think about yeah. it <laughs> well because lesbian porn often 
90% of it that exists in the world is for straight dudes, which is absurd. So dumb. Carrie needs to Carrie needs to get her diaper on Samantha like takes well, a swig f- and is like okay. I just got a manicure right like what do you think a vagina Samantha. does to <laughs> yeah sorry well the funniest part to me was that when Samantha said I just got a ma- uh, my nails done I was like no that's actually worse you're gonna stick fingers in a vagina you don't want to have nails on <laughs> or well, like, like long got, nails I know she got polished but like she you know um, right but so, you have to manually put in and take out yeah. a diaphragm all this to say this plot line possibly wouldn't read necessarily now because we all no, not at I'm all I'm like can you get my new yeah, she gets it stuck, and then right. they all go through. Like Charlotte won't, and which would have been shocking. Miranda won't, and then it's like, of course, man. Well, right. Then they're like, Carrie, who you're having sex with, and she confesses that she's sleeping with Big. Right. And they kind of freak out at her, which I think I would do if I was Carrie's friend. And I would she's too. like, I don't feel good. I'm not going in this movie. And she defends him, and yeah. then ditches that. She's like, he wasn't that awful to me. Um. Well, I mean. There were moments that he wasn't, and there were moments where Carrie was just as much complicit as Big well, was, but uh, he was awful Carrie to is her. Awful late. later in this episode. Oh my god, I want to. I hate. I it. wanted to close my computer watching. So she's like, doesn't sleep all night thinking about whether her friends are right or not, and like what right. is happening with Big, and like you are a grown woman, and I know this is real, and I know this is intense, but like go to sleep. It's like Think has about him Carrie in the had like a significant relationship prior to Big? She has to have. Oh my god, now we're in lesbian wonderland. Lesbian wonderland. Look at them. None of them are wearing a single color. Right. None of them are every. There. This is a party of power lesbians, and they are all in. Black, brown, white suits, basically. Right. Because lesbians don't wear color, right? No, 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 no. And of course, they're no all fun. white. They're all white. So, except for our SVU love. <laughs> yeah. Um. So sh- also, Charlotte has the cutest hair going on. I just have to say, oh it's God. like teased out, and she looks like she could be in high school. So the woman who's oh, well, the woman who's hosting the party is, is a person of color. Yeah, that's true. She was the second one in this, and I was like, wow, lesbians two lesbian can be people of color. I um, laughed so hard when she's like, Diana the Huntress, I got it on sale. <laughs> Look, I went to a women's college, and we definitely had an Athena sculpture, oh, and so I very much identified with that. That oh, possibly yeah, can Athena. be added to an authentic lesbian moment in this. Um, so that. she's talking, the woman who's hosting the party is talking to Charlotte about going skiing and how, and Charlotte's like thanking her for being so gracious, and, and this woman's kind of like, I got to cut to the chase. Let's chat. I actually felt weird about this. Me too. Because, yeah. because so, so, so she's, and I thought Charlotte handled herself really well. I agree. So the woman well, asks if you're, if she's gay and Charlotte says, no, no, I'm not. But I do so enjoy the company of all these women. Everyone's so smart and funny. And after spending way too much time and attention on men, it feels like such a safe, warm environment. And while sexually I feel that I am straight, there's a very powerful part of me that connects to the female spirit. Well, there's the, I'm spending way too much time and attention on men, which is annoying because then it's like, oh, so only then are you spending time with lesbian women. But she also says, no, I'm not, but I've had such a good time. I like these new friends. Right, and there's no space for, like, having, like, Charlotte is essentially saying that you can't have an affinity for women without being, or, like, that there's Only straight women can be friends with each other. Right, right. Or lesbian women. Which is also, like, okay, so the two lesbian women who we met early on, who were once a couple but are now friends, if they can be friends and hang out in the same group, then they're not trying to have sex with each other. Right. Then, like... Why can't there be space for other people who aren't trying to... Like, they can just have friends. It's very close-minded. It's also frustrating because this whole... Like, this queen bee lesbian. Yeah. Which, like... 
what is that? But she also, we find out before this whole interaction with Charlotte that she used to be married. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whole component of where is there space for sexuality that's fluid? I am not, right. I wouldn't consider myself super on the spectrum. Like I'm very much identify as a lesbian woman, but this woman clearly was married before and maybe came out later in life. Yeah. And so f- the fact that's a valid th- part of her life too. Right. The fact that this is coming from her in particular too is very narrow minded. Yeah. And doesn't as really like who spent time in many right. worlds of sexuality. Right. It sounds like. Yeah. Well, so Charlotte, I mean, she does it in the ungraceful sex in the city way of saying, also, I was spending too much time on men, but this woman shuts her down completely. as, And it's kind of like, oh, is that the moral here? Yeah, right. it like, we're it done with the lesbians like, we're done now? with the lesbians, yeah. Right. It's like, they it's go back much, into their orbit and like we don't see them again to, until they buy paintings. They have to be, you have to be in your, in your like, lion hunt. No? Nope. Right. What is it? Hunt pack. for a mate? Your pack. Oh, your, your pack. Pride. Your pride. Yeah. Pride. Your pride. Pride. We just finished hey. Pride Month. Hey. Look at that. Coming back around. Yeah. Well, so Samantha gets busted because she goes to the sauna. Well, it's after not her fault. She has no idea. When she no, hooks up with her. I know. But she goes into the sauna. And, I mean, it's Samantha's plot line is so dumb. Like, right. she goes into the sauna and she sits down and the woman next to her stands up and also has a lightning bolt on her vagina. And sees Samantha's and goes, that fucker or whatever. Right. So Because it, also when they started hooking up, Samantha and her guy, she was like, you must do this with everyone. And he explicitly was like, no, I never do this. Which means, of course, he has. All the time. Um, and then Miranda, we cut to a Miranda who's who's like with, with a guy. sex addict so miranda um goes off on him yeah she's like i'm right here and he's like yeah but i've only known you for a week like and i've known these women oh, for wow. years yeah really dark really dark, dark dark disgusting and gross i hate him and yeah. so that's it miranda leaves and honestly she should have left after the first time and uh, i'm yeah. surprised well, she goes back i'm surprised she goes back too and the same thing with he's not there's nothing compelling enough about him to go back for date two after he like, fucks why, up sex because he can't look away why from give porn. him like i feel yeah. like the porn Miranda's so much better than that porn too. thing one you're like bye yeah so then well especially if you've known someone for a week then there's no incentive to like right. stick around and then and especially since out. we start the episode with like a deal breaker where this on the right. second date this guy is being a cheater cheating yeah. on cheating, cheating or whatever on charlotte heavy quotes yeah yeah then the most infuriating scene oh, halves of this of this entire show so far for me carrie is on a date with big and they're dancing and carrie is kind of like trying to get him to dtr she is being the most obnoxious kind of partner I I'm, think you can possibly be my stomach be. literally hurts first of all I don't want to even watch it again keeping this a secret from everyone and she now is upset that big has also been keeping a secret which doesn't make any sense but she's like why why did you why did we break up and he's well like, first she's like are we officially dating and he's like I don't know what does officially mean and then she's like why did we break up and if you recall Carrie fucking broke up with him and he's kind of like you left what she says says. and she's like she's like yeah but why would we have or you know like what was you didn't say what I wanted to hear oh is that it no not just that can you imagine saying to someone it's your fault I broke up with you. You didn't say what I wanted to hear. My therapist and I talk a lot about how I set people up for unconscious tests. So, like, I sort they're of... they're going to fail. I then. sort of, like, resonate with Carrie. But the thing is, like, I would never call someone out on that. Like, that's, like, clearly no, a thing about Carrie. Yeah, it's not right. calling someone else out. It's you being, like... You you didn't do this thing that I needed. Right, that's when you go to therapy. You don't then yeah, work it out with shit. him. 
that's a failing of I, I know we're being a little extreme but she pushes him so hard in this and he's kind of an asshole but in in scenes like this it's when i it's get this weird sympathy for him because i'm like you're dealing with an impossible girl right now she's, she's playing this she's game like, did you cry and he's like no, no but i missed you and, and then she like, says, I guess we're officially back together. And I was like, where did out, you get that from? Yeah, Carrie loves to take like 10 steps ahead of what's You asked him. him, you had a, the most ridiculous conversation. And then at the end of it, you're like, well, I guess here we are. Well, with him too, they always pick up where they left off. So they yeah. never start over, possibly doing it better that time. Right. And I think so that's where... all the baggage, right. all the everything. So you can, I guess you can understand where it's like, yeah, can you casually date someone that you've been in a serious relationship? No. And they do it over and over. And so it's kind of... I adamantly say... What's the meaning in any of this at this point? You're just, you like know you're going to fall back into that. Right. Why? Or like the things that you broke up with in the first place are like not, no, nothing's been resolved. Right. Like they Especially like, if they're like internal issues that you're not dealing with at all. A hundred percent. This was like a big, this was, well, this was like a, a big thing with my like on and off again thing yeah. with, with my ex. Like I feel like I would like almost get back together with him and then the same like glaring issues would come up and it would be like 80% about me and like 20% about him. But like that, I was like, I kept like running away from it and being, I like, I get it, but it's also like I'm infuriated with myself and with Carrie. <laughs> yeah. Right. She's hard to watch sometimes. Well, and it's also yeah, like sometimes. the sort of premise of this episode is that Charlotte has taken a break for men and nominally we know her and she's going to so go. So she must go to lesbians. Right. She's going to jump yeah. back in and start dating. But what has she really worked on? Nothing. What has she learned from it? And this yeah. is this is what makes the show six seasons long is that they take so long to learn. It's not like right. she's worked on herself and now she's going back into the dating world and is more equipped to no, deal with it. No, and in fact, it. she knows she isn't, and so she's hiding it from her friends There's because like, she's like, knows. No plot line that really, I think, stands the test of time. I mean, like, I think yeah, Carrie's... Like, would any of these, do you think, have been on TV today? I think Carrie's would be in a different sense. Yeah, the big thing is Yeah, is always, like, sort of relevant no matter when and where you are because, like... The porn thing, potentially... Yeah. It'd be different. It'd be on a laptop and not on a DVD. But <laughs> VHS, babe. The whole diaphragm plot I did it again wouldn't and I have. tried not to. Yeah. It really wouldn't have, which I rewatching yeah. it with you no. guys, it is actually pretty important to, I mean, that forces a confession from Carrie and it, yeah. Yeah, that I think that wouldn't have necessarily worked now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wonder what the like version, the version of, of that, that would be. be. Seeing like a Snapchat or something where you're like, was he in your room last I night? I hate that. Or like, <laughs> I'm just being dark like, millennial like about Instagram it. Instagram story, like you're both in the same place being like, were yeah. you with, were you with Big last night? Yeah. Right. Or, like, or like, did you see, did you know Big was there? I saw and his story. He was. <laughs> I hate that, but it's so true. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, okay. I'm actually interested to hear this. Um, I'll start here. Who did you relate to most in this episode? I... You know, this is a tough one because yeah. we talked about which episode I wanted to come on. I don't really feel like, even with Miranda, she no. was honestly too I squeamish agree. about the whole diaphragm situation. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, Nurse Hannah over here. You I know. Be I'm like, like oh, come right, on. Like, <laughs> but I didn't really relate to anyone. It was kind of a weird episode. It is. I agree. I think it would take a minute for me to, like, dig into my friend's vagina. Like, yeah. you know, like... I think as a nurse, you're maybe like a little desensitized to that. Possibly. That like, may be true. Like, it's like a lot. I mean, like. Yeah, that's fair. I it don't is know. a lot. I feel like. 
Well, it's the the one funny thing is that she's when she says it, she's like, "I'm either going to need to make an emergency visit to my gynecologist, or I need some help." Yeah, and they do so it. So it's emergency. But I think like, unless you're like, I do you know that panic when you realize something's wrong, like or you feel sick or something, or you'd feel just something in that like, "Fuck, fuck, can I figure yeah. this out on my own?" Like, how how bad is this going to be? Right, right. Like, I'm the same way. Like, it is an embarrassing situation. Like, me being a nurse doesn't make me immune to that, but. I think it more represents a, a strange, puzzling squeamishness that, that these women have with their body. Them, like, yeah. they have sex all the time. They deal <laughs> right. with vaginas all the time. But their own, usually, different. for sure. Right, right. But I, I think, know. I guess I just don't, that doesn't totally, like, fit with Jive. with who I think of them as and totally. who possibly they think of themselves as. Interesting. Um, I didn't really, Did you? I didn't really resonate with Yeah, I don't know that I do. I, like, sort of, of resonate with, like... The, the like, Carrie big thing. base of Carrie. Right. Like, I don't think I would go to the extremes that she would. I, I really, like, I, I understand her tendencies, and I think that part of that is that I'm, like, so yeah. subconsciously influenced by her and what I thought that relationships should be based on this, like, imagine, like, Carrie this is, big. you know? I literally, yeah, I can't imagine watching it 11 so, years old. So, like, I get it, and I've definitely, like, been there, especially with, like, getting back together with an ex. Like, it's really tricky and it's really complicated, but it, like... Or even just seeing an ex and trying to walk that line of... Right. And hiding it and, yeah, all of that. I think what's weird, too, though, is Carrie's whole argument in this episode for being with Big is their chemistry, and they have such better chemistry episodes. Like, yeah, she I feeds agree. him fondue, which is gross, it's and, like, bad. you just don't really see the And appeal. then she grills him twice. Right, right. you don't about see... About things that don't make sense. ...the spark that we mm-hmm. kind of associate with them. So that this would... is 206. 208 um, is the one where we get it, which is, like, uh, uh, like note, noted in, like, lots of articles is the one where we get endeared to Big. Okay. So I think up until that, because it's also the episode we meet Steve. Oh, yeah. Oh, I think I saw his face in, when I was scrolling to watch today. I saw his face in the screen cap, and I was like, I know who that is. Yeah, so I think I think we're supposed to be a little, like, mm? with Big, and I think, I, I, I definitely, we have to get endeared to him. Like, he yeah. has to, like, for him to sustain six seasons and yeah. two movies, like. I think it would help for me if I liked Carrie a lot more of the time, though, because part she, of it is I'm like, she makes me uninterested in him because mm-hmm. he makes her act like a crazy person, a, a which I feel bad. Like, yeah. Yeah. Well, she I, I mean, she she acts like a uh, an intensely written television trope mm-hmm. woman in those moments sometimes, which I don't know how much or she changes. Yeah. I think of all of them, but she's the one who changes the least. But there are she makes a lot more sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that from you and from from other people who've well, come on. Well, even just watching the That the character arcs with the other three are way more compelling than they characters. They are, yeah. 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 Already, yeah, I feel that way too. Man. That was a doozy. It is a doozy. That's exactly the word I was going to use. This is the perfect one to have had you for. Thank yeah. you for being I'm so... Yeah, I'm so excited. So, uh perfect for this honestly yeah. i'm glad you like knew that it was one you'd be interested in doing yeah you were you were helpful. Like, i want to be on this episode, <laughs> this episode. <laughs> what a fortuitous night to have gotten yeah, drinks together so across fun. that picnic table yeah man amazing it's just a, it's just it's a big one and it's a different one in some ways than in other episodes we've addressed so far i think in terms of like uh some of the themes that like ran with i I don't know. It was addressed in a different way than any episode has delved into so far, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, there's a line about Wonder Woman, which is newly yeah, topical. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so. that's funny. I hadn't thought about that. What is it like? You can't go over to Wonder Woman's yeah. la- like lair, Wonder Woman's <laughs> island, without like asking for permission or something. It's you can't expect to move to Wonder Woman's island and not go native. Not go native. Right. 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 It's like, right. Is that implying that Wonder Woman is a lesbian? Which well, like they I'm live all on for, an, but that yeah. movie was so straight. Yeah. I, very straight. But they live in an island of Amazon's oh, only women. women. Oh, I didn't know the that. The funniest thing is that like all the critical men writing about this show was like on this apparently asexual island and it's like, wow, that says well, so much more about you <laughs> that you assume that a group of women living together with no men are asexual. You guys have never been to Bryn Mawr where I went to college. Hey, yo. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, well, thank you so much for being on yeah, the show. Thank you yeah, guys so much amazing. for having me. This was so much fun. Seriously, we're thrilled. Um, Brooke, where mm-hmm. can I find you on social media? Um, me, you can find on Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman talking about, um, so many things, my innermost thoughts while They're on the train. Gorgeous. Um, I had a couple good tweets last night. That's always a good feeling. Um, Oops. You, sometimes when you know you have a good tweet you're, and it, it doesn't even have to do with Twitter, Twitter, I, I feel Twitter. like Twitter is, for, is I love Twitter. It's yeah, for me. Like Twitter is my, like just Same. for me. Oh, um, but you're like good at I it. I thought you meant Twitter is like the, the the site for me. No, no, no. It is a little bit like your innermost diary. I'm just like, who yeah. cares? Like yeah. if people like, it's I perfect. feel like on Instagram, I'm like, oh my God, I didn't get X amount of likes. But on Twitter, I'm like, mm. whatever. <laughs> you don't want to know that I match on Bubba while I'm pooping? Please. <laughs> I honestly um, do. And I'm grateful for the knowledge. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram, which is, you know, much more curated um, at Brooke Wiseman. No underscore. I don't know if you guys knew this about me, but my Twitter has an underscore and my Instagram doesn't. We've never spoken about this before. Bridget, my social media <laughs> man, how makes we find you? As always, you can find me always on Twitter at Mrs. Burt Macklin, and you can find me on Instagram at Bridget M37. And collectively, we are on Twitter, Instagram, and at Gmail at Splat Podcast. Wherever social media is found. Please rate, review, subscribe. Try the new Acast app. I've been using it. It's amazing. And just like text us, please do email us. Also, if you are someone who loves Sex in the City and listens and has thoughts or ever wants to be on the show, talk to us when we get happen. Yeah, if we you've want never input, seen Sex if you want to call city, in, oh my god, anything. We don't know how to do that, but we could make it happen. How fun would that be? A couple of people have said to me, "I can't wait till you guys have people call in," and I was like, "Me either. I can't wait till we." I didn't know that was how a to thing. do that. Maybe Why once not? we're in the studio at Taylor Dalton, <laughs> <laughs> please help. Um. We love you guys. Bye-bye. Have a beautiful Friday weekend, all of that. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.